We're now joined by HuffPost senior White House correspondent Sharish Date. Sharish, you've been gaming out different things President Trump could do if he stays behind in the polls and gets, well, really more desperate between now and Election Day. How could that play out in the weeks ahead or even tonight in the debate? Well, the president likes to attack. He likes to say whatever he thinks is going to get him ahead in that moment. Uh, I, I've been to several of his rallies you know, over the summer uh, and, and spring, even when he wasn't having that many, there were, um, now they've become these airport things. And it, they're an amazing thing to be in because there is no relationship to reality whatsoever while he's up there talking. And um, the thing is, those only reach a certain number of people, the, the people who actually come out to them, who, of course, are going to vote for him. And those in the immediate media market where the news TV uh, stations are covering them. I don't know how much that gets out to the world at large. He is in a bind here because he spent the last six months painting Joe Biden as senile, <clears throat> as having dementia, unable to do basic tasks, hiding in his basement, et cetera. Now, all uh, Vice President Biden has to do is come out and put a few words together in a sentence, and he undoes a lot of that right away. I, I'm reminded of, of that debate back in 1980 when Jimmy Carter had spent months saying, Ronald Reagan is dangerous, he's a nut, he could get us into a nuclear war. And then Reagan got up there, they only had one debate, he got up there and seemed pretty reasonable. And that was that. People who were kind of worried about Reagan, maybe he's not ready for this job. Uh, it broke heavily in his favor and he won in the landslide. We could see a similar you know, thing happen in, in the coming weeks. Hey, Sharish. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about what uh, the Trump campaign is doing today in advance of the debate? I've seen some things about how they're floating that Biden wants to wear an earpiece so he can take direction right. from his aides, uh, about how he might be on performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what the Trump campaign is doing? Well, the, the, you know, it's important to remember there's the Trump campaign and then there's Donald Trump. And sometimes he forces the campaign to do the stuff that he thinks is a genius idea at that moment. One of those is accusing Biden of being on drugs. OK, I mean, that came from Donald Trump. And I don't think that the Trump campaign has pushed that very heavily. They did say, well, how come he doesn't answer the question? I don't really understand the point of raised throwing this mud on the wall, you know, hours before the first debate. I mean, normal human beings aren't watching the news all day. They're not watching cable TV all day. They're certainly not on Twitter all day. And those who are clearly and, and maybe the only ones in America who haven't made up their minds may be tuning in for the very first time tonight at nine o'clock. So, yeah, the Trump campaign has been saying a bunch of silly stuff. And I don't know to what end other than to pass the day or, or make their boss happy, because I, I don't see how it possibly helps them. Uh, hey, Sharish, uh, just following up on that. And then I have another quick question. Um, one of the things that I've seen some Trump campaign people saying is uh, they're going to be mystery guests at the debate. Um, and uh, some people will remember uh, four years ago at uh, one of the Hillary Clinton uh, Trump debates, uh, they brought in some of the women who uh, who uh, Bill Clinton had sexually harassed to try to get inside Hillary's head. That was after the uh, the Hollywood access tape. Have you heard anything at all about anything like that that the Trump campaign might do? No, I, I have not, honestly. Um, and, you know, again, 
I'm not sure what giant effect having those women at that second debate had. The bigger issue, uh, of course, was the was the excess Hollywood tape and uh, Donald Trump in his own voice saying that, yeah, his celebrity allowed him to do all kinds of things, including grabbing grabbing women by the genitals. So maybe they might have some grand scheme to do something like that. Um, I don't know if it would work. And one thing that's different is we don't have Steve Bannon on this campaign. He's got his own issues to worry about right now. So we don't have the the number one um, uh, well, provocateur. What's the word? I, <laughs> yeah, I, right. and I think I think I think that might have actually been his idea. Actually, oh, absolutely, think of it. it was his just idea. A, yeah, a very quick follow up, uh, just kind of on the basic block uh, blocking and tackling of, of of campaigns. One thing that I have not heard a lot of talk about is turnout in this election, except that everyone says it's going to be massive. Um, right, Donald Trump. Mm drove a ton of turnout, um, you know, uh, last time around, particularly in, you know, working class areas in Pennsylvania and in uh, the upper north uh, uh, Midwest states. Uh, Do you think that um, his turnout machine and his ability to drive turnout is going to make this in the end a closer election than it looks right now, especially since we're in a pandemic and we know that the Biden campaign has not been doing nearly as much on the ground organizing? Right. Well, last time around, the it was the Clinton campaign that had the much bigger and better traditional turnout machine. They're the ones who'd gone to the doors. They're the ones who'd mailed pieces. They're the ones who had the volunteers with the, you know, with, with the iPads, with the what are your interests and let's give you this personalized message. And it was a Trump campaign. That was a disaster. I mean, they were relying on the RNC. They had nothing of their own. And still they got an organic turnout on Election Day. I, you know, I, I was watching a particular uh, county in in, uh, in central Florida with that in mind. And they blew the doors off of, of the expected number they were going to get. It wasn't because they were out turning people out. That that was that just happened. So um, I don't know if if the Trump campaign's big advantage this time around in, in having you know the, the traditional ground game, so to speak, is gonna is gonna matter. It didn't help Hillary Clinton as much as it might have last time. So we'll see. I mean, you know, people understand that there's a pandemic that it's it's not necessarily safe to go out and and uh, hang around with, with with other people. They don't really want a bunch of strangers knocking on their door. So yeah, I, I'm not sure that the normal rules apply on that. Yeah, and of course the candidates are preparing and have been preparing. For days and days. But let's listen to President Trump talk a little bit about debate prep. But we had a little debate prep before we came here. I think this whole thing, though, is debate prep. You know, what I do is debate prep every day. I'm taking questions from you people all the time. I mean, I've taken a lot of questions from you over the last number of years, and he doesn't. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I guess that's one way to look at it. We're going to take a break. Um, Sharish, thank you so much for joining us.